um, I'm Becky Scott and I'm here with the lovely Samantha Gadston. Um, we are two doulas and today we've come together to have a chat about free birth. Um, so obviously free birth has been around for a long time um, but we've seen a lot more of it at the moment with the pandemic and home birth services being suspended or reduced across the country. Um, I'm in Northamptonshire and currently we don't have any home birth services so I'm hearing a lot about uh, a lot from women that wanted home births and are considering free birthing. Um, Sam you're in South Wales what, what's the situation in, in South Wales at the moment? Um, South Wales has got most of its home birth services running but to be honest I don't really know a lot about our local picture because I work on a national level anyway I run a national home birth group so I, I tend to know what's going on all over the country more than I know what's going on in my own <laughs> neighbourhood. Um, but be also because we have had our home birth services running continuously, mostly, then we aren't hearing the same talk of free birth that you are over in England. Yeah. Um, and that's when they close their home birth services. But we've always been in South Wales, particularly, we've always been quite open about free birth as well. Yeah. I blog about free birth and we talk about free birth in our parents and the pregnancy group that we run and, and we've been on BBC News talking about free birth. So it's not as hidden around here. As it yeah, is. I definitely feel like it's it's one of those sort of taboo subjects in our area, especially where you, you don't talk about it. And I think that's often because, you know, I hear stories of people being threatened with social services if free birth is mentioned as one of the main sort of reasons people don't talk about it. Um, is that something that, that you've experienced people talking about, like the, the, the sort of threat of social services when someone talks about free birth? I've experienced it as a threat. I've experienced it happening to my clients as well, being referred to social services for, um, for free birthing. One of our local, I work in the middle of four trusts and I work in another two over in England as well one of our local trusts for a while was reporting all free birthing and mixed booking women to social services so even if somebody didn't book in because they didn't know they were pregnant they were automatically referring them as a safeguarding risk and wow pregnancy. yeah it was marvelous it was a great time it doesn't happen anymore good um, and we had one case of a woman who went post date who was planning to free birth where they actually sent social workers around her house while she was pregnant and that trust had to change its policy. So now free birth is listed as an option on their birth choices. Because yeah. you know, just to clarify it, free birth isn't illegal. It's completely, you know, it is an option that women can choose to take, isn't it? It's a completely legal option. You don't ever have to see a midwife. You can self-notify your birth. Anybody who was at the birth can notify that birth. Um, and you don't have to see a midwife at all. And um, the recent guidelines issued, I'm going to say by the Royal College of Midwives, also confirmed that free birth is a legal option and free birth alone is not considered to be a safeguarding concern. When we had supervisors of midwives, which have been wiped out recently, their documentation also covered this and made it very clear that, that free birthing is a legal option. And yeah. often in most free births, you know, to be honest, hands off and interfered with birth really goes wrong. So yeah, it yeah. Quite smoothly. But yeah. yeah, it is an ongoing issue and it is a fear as well because a lot of free birthing women talk to each other so they know when these things happen and then it becomes a fear of being open about free birthing and the, some of the other free birthers don't particularly agree with being open about free birth either. Yeah. I think that as long as we keep it hidden, as I say, 
if we hide it and we don't tell them the truth about what we're doing and we hide that there's a planned free birth and then we free birth and then we ring them six hours later, midwives aren't stupid. They can yeah. tell that that's not a brand new newborn, you know, that it didn't accidentally fall out and then you waited six hours, 10 hours, 12 hours to ring them. <laughs> they know when they come that you've lied. And I think that creates something that makes them think you're, you've got something to hide. Yeah. Whereas if you're, at, my opinion is if you're up front and honest, then you're not creating that air. I, I call it waking the sleeping dragon of suspicion. You're not sort of wake, waking that dragon of why have they lied? Why yeah. are they, you know, it's obvious that that's not a, a tiny two seconds old baby. Why are they lying? Why are they hiding? Because if you're up front and say, well, we free birth, it's, it's an honest and open relationship from the start. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's half the issue, isn't it? It's like, it's the, it's the being able to talk about it and, and now, you know, the healthcare professionals respecting your, your choice. Um, and I agree with you. I think a lot of what's happened historically is, you know, women have, have heard that, you know, they've been um, threatened with reported to, so being reported to social services or they have been reported to social services. So it's almost gone underground. Um, but with what's happened with obviously the pandemic and the um, restriction on services, it's almost um, made it more acceptable. Um, have you sort of, you know, seen that kind of thing? In March, so really there's been a clear divide with the coronavirus between what happened in my experience in March, being in my, my home birth group has got nearly 4,000 people in it, so we get a really good picture of the national picture of what's yeah. going on. In March, we had a number of issues with midwives in the group taking women's comments out of the group. Yeah. Telling their comment colleagues that women were suggesting that they were going to free birth, and then their colleagues contacting women, telling them they knew they were posting on Facebook about free birth and that it was illegal. Yeah. And I had a number of upset women. I think three women contacted me that that had happened to. So I, I took quite a heavy-handed thing in the group, and I did point out very clearly that we had no idea who was lifting comments out of the group, but the midwives getting into trouble were the ones phoning women and misleading yeah. them so that they were actually getting other people into trouble. And I ended up speaking to the director of midwifery in one of the trusts and telling her what was going on. And she was absolutely, I've got to say, she was horrified. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think and, I think definitely what, what I've seen locally here as well is it was very much at that point... Um, a knee-jerk reaction, you know, initially just fear, um, and and then you know turning to sort of like the the white the sort of coercive means of trying to get women to do as they're told again, basically. Yeah. Uh, but then it changed. It? There was, a, I think, I've seen a, sh a shift um, definitely, and had had definitely more women talking to me openly about this is what I'm going to do, um, and actually making an informed choice rather you know almost ignoring that that sort of reaction from the healthcare professionals ignoring the midwives that are saying well you know you can't do that and saying well actually I can it's my choice and at the moment I choose to birth at home without a midwife because I consider it to be less risky than going to hospital where there's obviously numerous cases of coronavirus there. Yeah that happened the media picked up free birth so I got about seven different journalist requests I was actually too busy to respond to most of them. I set up a, a different group as well. I set up a paid group to deal with all free birth inquiries. Yeah. And what I saw then was once the mainstream media started running with free birth and all of a sudden it was like the new buzzword in the media that it started being more acceptable. And now what I'm seeing as we're moving into May 
is a higher level of coercion again but yes. using different tactics so whereas in march it was oh you can't free birth it's illegal um and that's gone out the window because different midwives have got into trouble the media has run with it everybody now knows it's a legal choice what i'm seeing now is is a is, is women who want to free birth but don't want unassisted pregnancy so an unassisted pregnancy is a pregnancy where you don't have medical support yeah yeah um, but who are having the medical support to a pregnancy being all sorts of minor things or dubious things or things with no evidence being used to tell them that their babies are at risk and that they need to be induced and i think we're seeing a new kickback again but in a different way and it's really difficult as a doula because as you know we're not allowed to have medical opinions and we can't have medical opinions because we're not medically trained yeah. but sometimes you just know when somebody's being fed a line absolutely um, yeah you persuade them into hospital and i'm beginning to see more and more of that creeping back. it had cracked out yeah creeping back in again yeah um, so now it's a different tactic of not it's illegal but oh mm, your baby's too small yeah do you think obviously like free birth like you say generally in historically free birth has been the type of choice that a woman or birthing person would choose if they and they would also opt out of like any kind of pregnancy checks or monitoring that kind of thing isn't it yeah but whereas now we're obviously seeing women that are choosing to free birth but are also having choosing to have um health checks throughout their pregnancy and like you say you know that all the health professionals are using those checks and using that as a coercion to try and you know bring the fear back into that woman that that's chosen to free birth absolutely i think that birth is already the most patriarchal system that we've got it's, it's patriarchy perpetuated on women by women yeah uh, and there is, I, I i sense a real fear of the genie coming out of the bottle and women taking back their birthing power and i think that there's a massive push and a lot of appointments now are being used telephone appointments as well which i find quite shocking yeah you know, real coercive telephone appointments and because partners aren't there women are going in for these appointments and they're not allowed to have their partners with them that the coercion being pressed on women yeah. you know the expectation that they make these really big decisions without even going home and chatting or yeah. having a phone call or that they're expected to make instantaneous life-changing decisions on the spot and i'm not saying and i know you're not either that all medical professionals are like that or that some of these interventions aren't necessary but you know yeah. if you there seems to be this fundamental assumption that women are broken and we can't give birth. Um, yeah. And then I just find, particularly in women who've declined injection, every, I, I'm supporting women who will be having a perfectly standard pregnancy and everything's running smoothly. And then the suggestion of induction comes along and she's like, no, thank you. I'm going to home birth, free birth. And then it's this random thing will big baby, small baby, big waters, low waters. But it's never come up until she's declined induction. And it suddenly seems yeah. to be declined induction and then there's a problem yeah. rather than the other it's, way around. It's almost like, you know, um, you know, we've offered you this because we think we want you to come in, but because you're declining it, we're gonna find something else that means that you need to come in. Yeah. Orange yeah. baby, pink baby, purple baby, big baby, small baby, in <laughs> it. That's how I see it. Um, yeah. and women are kicking back and women are choosing to free birth because they don't want the constraints they don't want to go to hospital and this is the problem that we've had with merging birth of healthy women into hospitals of sick people absolutely yeah women don't want to go into those hospitals the mrus are closed some women want pool birth and they can't have them in that environment yeah yeah and, and now with the new they're saying that coronavirus testing 
um, of women going into hospital is supposed to be optional. So they're testing every birthing woman going in, but they're not telling women it's optional. And I know of a number of cases where women have been told they can't go in unless they agree to the test. Yeah. Um, not what's supposed to be happening national guidance is that it's an optional test and yes. then women are also scared and i'm not saying that they are going to be separated from their babies because there's no evidence of that at all but women are scared that they're going to be separated from their babies absolutely yeah creating women's fears they're just being coerced and pushed down the path and then they choose to free birth and then obviously there's the traditional free birthers who were always going to free birth you know it's not that yeah. every woman is being pushed into it and then what I find it in my group is you've got women who are joining it who've only joined the group because they're curious. They're, they're curious about free birth and they want to prepare for birth before arrival because that's yes. as well. But what they find is once they've listened to these stories and, and they read the free birth stories and they speak to free birthers, they actually decide that they may not have really wanted to free birth at the start, but now they've done some exploring, they, they're going to free birth anyway. And those, you know, yes. it's a beautiful thing to watch these women find their own power I, I have that situation with with one of my clients exactly and it is it is that it's it's that whereas maybe before people had a preconceived idea of what a free birth was and perhaps it wasn't the type of person they thought they were you know it wasn't for them but now they've been pushed into this situation where they are having to consider it and so they're looking at their options and, you know, it's not that, not everybody will want to do that. It won't be right for everybody. But for me as a doula, I think it's just super important that women are made aware of all the options, you know, the, the pluses, the minuses, and, and, you know, in terms of their own circumstance and, and are able to make that choice. And I think it's really, really good. Like you, I think it's lovely to see these women that are actually now looking into free birth that wouldn't have done before. And you almost do see them growing in, you know, in confidence yeah. and they're actually, wow, this is actually what I wanted. You know, it might, they might even surprise them, have surprised themselves. <laughs> I love it. I, I love, I love this new mix of the traditional free birther and the new curious woman and this new paradigm of, birthing empowerment is being created in this mad time that we're living in i i think it's beautiful i absolutely i love it every second of it <laughs> you know, and wherever they birth they've had choices and yeah that's what's most important whether they decide to call a midwife whether they decide to go in or whether they decide to free birth they've made an informed choice to do it yes and that is that is the beauty of it really absolutely yeah because the, like you know like you touched on earlier it's not just about people that are wanting to free birth um or con you know considering free birth as a choice it's for those people that you know they don't want to spend days in, in hospital where they could contract a virus they want to stay at home as long as possible but then the big sort of you know impact on that would be there's going to be more uh, babies born before anybody arrives so more bbas yeah more and more of them in the home birth group all the time yeah. home birth support group uk that's the home birth group that's the group. <laughs> shameless, shameless plug we, we, we will tag them underneath on the yeah, podcast so people can get to them we're seeing more and more of those birth before arrivals all the time yeah all the time yeah. And I think, like you say, you know, it's not necessarily that people don't want to have a midwife there. It's that they don't have that um, option anymore. And so they're just, you know, trying to get things on board so that, you know, if they do leave it too late to go to hospital, that they are fully equipped with the knowledge and, you know, what, what they need to know to be able to, to you know, 
birth their baby um, confidently um, before somebody arrives to obviously, you know, give them a hand. And even then, they're not being told the truth. You know, they're being told they have to go in an ambulance and go to hospital. And yeah. They, and it's like, you know, you, and you know, we as jewellers, really, we shouldn't have to be telling women that people are lying to them. So it shouldn't yeah. be for you or me to say, you don't have to go in an ambulance if you've had a perfectly healthy baby and go to the hospital. You can wait. You know, you might not get a midwife in the next hour or the next two hours or the next three hours. But if you were happy and you're not bleeding and the baby's happy and it's bleeding, then why would you want to get in an ambulance and go to hospital? An ambulance yeah. to transfer sick people, not even in your own car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I find it like people go, oh, you're all anti-midwives. I'm not anti-midwives. There's loads of midwives in, in my groups and in my friendship groups. Absolutely, yeah. And I find this literally lying to women. And there's no... There's no polite way to dress it up. There's no nice words that you can use. No. It's a deception and it's a coercion. It is. It is. Pointless. Like the resources involved in sending an, a woman who's perfectly healthy with a perfectly healthy baby into a hospital, the amount of money that's wasting and, and time and stuff is just ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you there. And then that's one thing that I've heard come up more recently. So initially, you know, people were sort of, panicking of not being able to have their birth partner with them not being able to have their home birth and now i'm seeing a lot more questions around but if i get my home birth i have my baby at home whether it's a free birth or whether a midwife gets there you know am i then going to be forced to go into hospital afterwards um you know i'm getting are you hearing a lot of those questions as well yeah and women being told they have to do it yeah you have to so not even being asked oh well my midwife said i could do it but then i have to go in like no it almost defeats the object, doesn't it? It's like, why would you do that? Why would you choose to birth at home and only to be then taken in again when you don't need to? And the other thing I don't like then is the gaslighting of women about how wonderful and what jolly World War II spirit we're finding on the postnatal world. You know, some women, yes, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong, they're the babies, all other women are in there, there's no man, and they're all having a nice time once they get there. But it doesn't negate the trauma and the upset that they've experienced of spending three days in there being induced without their their partners it's like oh well you have a really nice time afterwards you're supposed to yeah. about how upset you were before i find it a real it is that whole mentality of oh but you've got a healthy baby isn't it it's that taking the uh, taking away the importance of having a positive experience because at the end of the day you're you're healthy and your baby's healthy yeah um and that's just yeah it's magnified isn't it at the moment you know women want i find with free birth women want it they want to be at home they, they're finding that they can be at home the more we're sharing these stories um i'm collating a book of stories now not necessarily free birth just birth in, in the pandemic and birth and activism um the more people are doing it so it's worth yeah. that this genie is never going back in the bottle <laughs> no absolutely <laughs> i know um obviously you've had a lot of experience with free birth like you said that obviously in wales it's something that's out there and you know it's accepted almost um it's definitely not here and as a doula um before this i was always quite um scared of free birth initially um you know, there's horror stories of um, doulas, you know, being um, like blamed for things that go wrong or stepping over the mark at free births. Um, and so, you know, from a doula point of view, we have all, all those 
you know, different types of concerns, but, you know, there's still concerns around supporting free birthing couples. Um, but I must admit, I think during this, um, during this time, I've got several women, um, I'm, you know, um, supporting that are choosing to free birth that actually I find it really refreshing and almost that actually this might be something I prefer to do rather than, you know, supporting women that choose to go to hospital. Yeah. Well, um, I think I've been talking to doulas in groups about this anyway, is that going to free birth is not going to be for every doula. Right? No. Not every doula is going to be all right with it. And that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to be okay with free birth if it's not as long as you're okay with a woman's choice to do it and you're prepared to signpost to somebody else who is okay with it or to resources then yeah. that's fine yeah you know there's nothing wrong with having your own personal limits and things do go wrong i had the client i wasn't there i had been at her previous free birth and she did have a postpartum hemorrhage out of free birth and she did but what did she do she transferred in you know it's not you know it's not like we're we've got cars and we've got public transport sorry we've got cars and ambulances you know women just go in they go in the same as they would go in from any other home birth transfer what yeah. i say to builders about it is that you have to look at yourself and you have to decide and you have to know this in your in your heart how you will feel if something does go wrong because occasionally yeah. things go wrong with birth are you able to accept that that woman made that choice and it wasn't your responsibility or would it haunt you for the rest of your life? More than worrying about being blamed, yes. that's the question I ask them to look at. How are you going to feel in you? Yes. Me, because that's what you've got to live with, isn't it? It's a birthing woman's choice if she wants to free birth, and I'm there to hold her space. She has ultimate responsibility. And I'm quite, you know, I'm very boundaried. So, you know, the last birth I was at that was a free birth, the placenta took two and a half hours. At about two hours, she said to me, what do you think? And I said... I think it's a free birth and you have to make that decision for yourself. Yeah. And I have, I've got to say, I was beginning to be a bit edgy. I'd gone into do the UK group and said, you know, centers take a long time and everyone came in with a long list of things that might help. And actually I didn't suggest any of it. I didn't do any of it. What I thought to myself is, why are you even asking this question? You yeah. already know the answer. And I didn't do anything. I seen placentas take three and a half hours to come down. But you have to have that ability, I, I believe, in a free birth, particularly, to not want to interfere and yeah. to not want to help. Because they have taken that decision to free birth without medical knowledge. Yeah. And therefore, they, you can give them resources. I point mine at steps before they're pregnant, before they birth, for them to read but I won't help them in the birth room. You know, yeah. that's got to be down yeah. to them. And it's a big difference to that and traditional doodling, you know, when there is a midwife and you can say, oh, try this oil or have a wee or whatever. You know, whereas at a free birth, it's got to be, think about what you've learned. What do you think? Yeah. Well, that's how I think. Absolutely. And I must admit with the way I've developed as a doula, I'm, I'm definitely gone from trying to to be the doer and you know have you can you do this can you do that uh to yeah you know a lot of emphasis on the antenatal education and you know getting them to obviously take the responsibility and i think that's definitely been a, a massive shift in my mindset and i think that's looking at some of the women that i've spoken to that that might be the one thing that they're actually um struggling to accept yeah. because generally in our society um you know it's like well 
you go to hospital, you do as you're told, and it's almost like you're giving away responsibility to the healthcare professionals. Whereas, you know, the free birth is completely the opposite end of the scale where you're taking complete responsibility for your birth. Yeah. People ask me if I'll tell them when they need to go into hospital. And I'm like, no, no. And if I'm being interviewed as a free birth doula, and I do get people come to me to go to free birth deliberately, um, I talk about it, I interview on the phone, then I talk yeah. about it in person. And then if we've decided between the two of us that they're happy with that, that I will not guide them through their birth at all, then we go forward. If I've got somebody who wants me to guide them or tell them if I think they think they should go to hospital or anything like that, then no, you know, I wouldn't be the right doula for that. Yeah. That's not to say that there's not a doula out there who would do it, but I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. My kind of line. So, um, just to sort of wrap, wrap this up then, um, obviously you've got some really good Facebook groups going on that we can um, link at the bottom of the podcast for people to go and check out, especially if uh, they're thinking about free birth um, or obviously want to look at their options in, in that area. Have you got anything else that you want to sort of say, at, you know, before we say goodbye? I think at the moment we've kind of covered a lot in one podcast. We could yeah. do a little mini podcast and go into some of it in more depth. But <laughs> no, the thing I, the only thing I want to say is what I say to all birthing women, and I say this to all of my clients, no matter what their birth plans are. Ultimately, the only person that you can guarantee one hundred percent is going to be at your birth is you. Yeah, you might want other people there. Other people might be desperate to be there. But one of my friends birthed her baby in the toilet in her house with three kids running around and no yeah. other grown there. Yeah, and she was planning to go in and have an epidural. She was like, "I've had an epidural with all the other." And then that's what happened. And and she laughed. And I said, "Well, I told you the only person you could guarantee to be there was you. And you know, you have got everything that you need inside you, and not to be scared of it. You know, yeah. you can just embrace this. It's a really transformative, magical experience." if you just roll with it yeah i think that's that's the thing definitely is that you know we all know birth so unpredictable and it doesn't matter how much uh, education you do and how much sort of you know planning it goes into your birth preferences is that at the end of the day that there's generally a curveball that might get chucked your way and you just have to be you know adaptable and roll with the punches don't you um yeah yeah i agree with you there Thanks for your time, Sam. Thanks, Becky. Bye. Bye.